there was somebody in the neighborhood who had a mannequin that was dressed up as Michael Myers on their roof all October. Nice. <laughs> it, it's, it wasn't close enough for me to walk over, take a picture, and send it, but I would drive past it that, often. That is fantastic. That is something I would do and yeah. would love to do in the future. And what you don't know, Manderson, is that uh, that actually is me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was on that roof the entire time. Oh, the entire time. The entire time. You know, I am so committed to the character of Michael that I will oh. sit on a neighbor's roof who I don't even know for, for whole for a whole month and just sit there for a month because I love Halloween so much. Did you at just least get compensated for your time? Yeah, did, or gave, you did it for the love. I did it for the love, man. I did it for the okay. love of Halloween. All about the Samhain. <laughs> All about the All Hallows Eve and the yeah. Six-year-old fed, boy who fed killed with candy corn sister. And... Yes, yes, uh, candy corn. Oh, too not too much because then I get sick. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's just my love for the character and the holiday. Why? I appreciate your commitment because I'm a psychopath. Greetings and salutations, and welcome <laughs> once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from the uh, the digital safe house. I. And one of your co-hosts, the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, and I am joined by my fellow co-host. This is the son of Mander. I am so happy to be back. Guess who's back? Back again. Guess who's back? Tell a friend. You know how the rest of the song goes. Manderson is back with us, uh, successfully surviving the first installment of our horror trilogy that was uh, Three Features of Fright. Uh, he wasn't here for the last two because, well, in this yeah. horror movie, he died. Uh, <laughs> you, but you died in the first half. Often, yeah, but as often happens in comics, I made it back. You made it back. So you made it back here. Yeah. And in this horror series, you know, you died in the first act. Uh, Amy and I were in the second act, but then Amy died at the end of the second act, and it was just me in the third act. So as the horror fan, I guess I was the final girl, and yeah. I survived. I'm Laurie Strode. There it is. And you have the boobs to uh, pull it off? You know, uh, we, you know, that's uh, neither here nor there. Okay? In any, in any case, we are your number one supposedly, allegedly, rumored to be podcast for anything comic book related. And of course, as always, with every episode, this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation, powered by Patreon. Patreon. The Nerd On Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up our quality. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, for as little as $1 to $5 a month, you get early access to episodes, a Discord community that is always popping over at nerdon.tv slash Discord, bonus episodes, and so much more. Check it out at nerdon.tv slash Patreon. And of course, for anything related to the Capeless Crusaders and Nerd On, you can head on over to either thecapelesscrusaders.com or nerdon.tv slash thecapelesscrusaders. Your hubs for all thing crusaders. From there, you can find all our content as well as the rest of the Nerd On podcast family. Nailed it. Nailed it. So, huh? That's like, that? that's like that's like the cost of a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> to get the patrons to so just one less pumpkin spice latte this month and you can mm. be Part of you our know, Patreon. You know, you, you you bring up a good point because it is difficult for me and David Barry to give up the delicious pumpkin spice lattes or the pumpkin spice cold brews, but you make a valid point. We can go maybe one day of the week. Just one day. Yeah. Just one day. 
Maybe. Anyways. Maybe. <laughs> so. Or uh, give up a, <laughs> I don't know. What other things cost five bucks? Like a beer. At a, yeah, a beer. A beer. At, a, at a bar. You like give up a beer, bucks. Anderson. How about that? Yeah. You give up a beer. We'll give up pumpkins, uh, one pumpkin spice latte. How's that? Done. I will <laughs> give up one. I'll give up one pumpkin beer. And you guys and it's one less pumpkin in her life. Well played. Well played. Very holiday themed. Those of you who are joining us and listening to us now, thank you. You are here for episode 176, which is simply titled Thankful. Again, we appreciate you for joining us for the previous trilogy segment, which was the three features of Fright, where we went over three horror comics in the comic book world uh, from the many that exist. Now, we are moving on to the next big holiday, which is, of course, Thanksgiving. And if you're listening, you're probably wondering, wow, you guys are early. And yes, we are, because this will hit you on November 15th. And of course, it'll be maybe, what, what 10 days before Thanksgiving? Listen, we're a bi-weekly show, and uh, that's just how the schedule uh <laughs> How the schedule works out, because the next time yeah. you hear our voice, it'll be after Thanksgiving, and we can't give you a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, it's Christmas season at that point. Yeah, we'll be it, playing Christmas carols in the background. Exactly. Probably having, like, Nightmare Before Christmas running in the background. Exactly. We're not going to be talking about Turkey yeah. and the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. We're going to talk about them. Does anybody really talk about the Cowboys? Oh. Not on this show, anyway. Yeah, they <laughs> they beat my beloved Vikings this past week. and Ooh, they. Sorry about that. Yeah. You know, we've had a road. There's always next year. Um, you know what? That's the saying every team says. Uh, I'm very happy. I'm on another podcast that I'm guest starring on, which is called the 49er Cutback Podcast. I am like their uh, their um, the, the comedy segment guy who comes in and does his picks, like Rob Riggle would do on Fox NFL Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm that guy. And this last week, what we do is we choose four NFC West games because it's a Niner podcast. So the Niners right. division rivals. So this last weekend, well, by the time you hear this, it'll be like two or three weeks ago. I went four and zero. The funny guy hey. on Halloween weekend went four and zero because it was my weekend. Just want to brag about that a little bit before I brag on their show about it. <laughs> so that's it out there. But anyways, since we are here for episode one seventy six of being thankful, we're going to talk about the comics that we are thankful for having read comics that hit us so deep in the feels that they're the first comics we think of when we talk about why we love comic books, why we continue to read comic books, um, and why, you know, why these specific stories stick out to us so much. So that will be our main topic for that. But before we go there, we're not going around the horn because we're going to talk about a lot of comics already in their main segment, but we are going to talk about the news. I also realized that skipping round the horn this time does give Josh and I some time to think about what our next round the horn sound effect will be, because for the three futures of fright, we had that gothic sounding bell toll, and that doesn't you know work doesn't well work for again. Thanksgiving and and you know no. Christmas. So he and I can work I on a new just, round the horn. Yeah, uh, just do sleigh bells for Christmas, right? That's I, mean, I that's think easy. Yeah, that'd be the easy one. Yeah, we'll do Thanksgiving. I don't know. Okay. A turkey, a turkey gobble. There it is. Oh, well, we yeah, because is, this is already this Thanksgiving. Is Thanksgiving. Yeah. So forget it. It's not even important. Who cares about the turkey? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right to the sleigh bells. Anyway, uh, we're going to cover <laughs> one specific news topic because this will be coming out shortly after this episode drops, and that is the big premiere of the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. 
That's right. Hawkeye it will be coming out November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving, dropping on Disney+. Plus, and a lot of excitement about it, a lot of talk. And I'm excited for it because I would love to see where they were taking Clint Barton. And over on Superhero Hype, they had talked about the, they were mentioning the comics that inspired the series. And the main comic that production used as a as a uh, um, cornerstone for the series was the 2012 comic book arc uh, by Matt Fraction and David Aja called Hawkeye Volume 1, My Life as a Weapon. Came out in 2012, and it's specifically the uh, collaboration of Mr. Clint Barton meeting Miss uh, Kate Bishop and how uh, their story develops from there. So that's the first time they meet. Is that also the first time Kate Bishop is introduced or is she around? And then I, th- I can't recall if she's around or not, but I know it's the first time that we have them paired up in the okay. comic series. So that's become a big point for the series. Um, I believe this was uh, ex- executive producer. Trin Tran had said that the fraction Aja style and tone is what we were really gravitating towards. Once they encounter each other and go off on this journey together, there's so much they can bounce off each other. So that was their big basic uh, basis for this series. So I'm excited to see where they take Clint from here after the events yeah. of Endgame. Um, we've seen the the very like holiday comedy like trailer that came out yeah, about yeah. a month or two ago. It felt very like holiday season movie that's gotten its way out. Um, yeah. It, we, it, yeah. it had like a diehard-esque mm-hmm. feel to some of it just because yes. it's like that that action and explosions plus Christmas. Yeah. And, so, yeah. And Jeremy Renner spitting one-liners. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, uh, uh, I I just looked, sorry, I just looked at yeah. that. Kate, Kate Bishop uh, first appeared in 2005 in Young Avengers number one. Ah, there it so is. Thank she's you. been around a little while, but yeah. There the it internet's is. so magical. Right? Isn't it? <laughs> all powered by patreon no i'm kidding um <laughs> <laughs> so i'm excited to see it because i want to see where we are because you know for you know the majority of endgame uh clint was in a very dark place mm-hmm. um right when he's you know starting to feel like his old self again he loses you know the 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 sister in his life when he yeah. lost when he lost uh, romanoff so I'm curious to see how he is now that his family's back. Um, mm-hmm. How does he bounce back? Is he is it still kind of a process for him? How long has it been since Endgame? And uh, seeing the teaming up of him and Kate together should be yeah. should be quite enjoyable. Pretty and good. I'm also curious uh, how it's going to incorporate um, Romanoff's sister. Yeah, Yelena. Yeah, Yelena. The way we ended things in Black Widow with that end credit scene. Yeah, uh, there's rumor. I mean, I've seen on IMDb that her name is in there in the cast. Uh, whether or not that's going to be like you know last episode she pops up or right something else, I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see um, how much she's involved and how much more we could see of the Dark Avengers. Do we see Julia Louis Julia Louis Dreyfus pop in the Hawkeye series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? I, I'd put money on it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I'm I, I'm curious to see what uh, appearances we get. Yeah, uh, in I'm, this, I'm looking forward to it. It's um, gonna be it, fun. Yes, yes. It's also me okay. inching closer and closer to getting my dream series of Armor Wars and Riri Williams when those oh, two happen. Oh yeah, um, I'm so know excited th- about that. 
I know Armor War is just starting production, uh, and Riri is still something being written, but I'm just, as a fan of the suits... Um, Yeah, I thought Ironheart was supposed to be right before the Iron Wars. Or I see what it was called. Because I just, I seen that... um, that they just started production on Armor Wars. I don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah. Um, but you know, as I mean, a fan of the suit, I'm yeah the old Stark it's, tech. I'm happy to see that it still exists. Uh, it's outside of Spider-Man. And I, yeah. uh, I want to see... Uh, I'm just counting down to those those two uh, stories hit our Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. What's what's fun, this is a semi-related note. So Riri Williams was created by Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he went to DC, he created a character named Naomi, and mm-hmm. she is also getting a series. Uh, I think next coming up next season uh, nice. on CW, and like so that's like on both sides. Two of my favorite characters. Nice. Bendis is great. Like anything Bendis has done, I'm like mm, money. <laughs> Miles, yeah. Miles Morales. Mm. Oh yeah, my oh, my uh, Thomas, of course, my youngest loves Miles Morales. That's his guy. Uh, yes, that's right. And Naomi is being produced by amazing filmmaker. Her name, Ava DuVernay, uh, responsible nice. for the series When They See Us, responsible for Selma, responsible for, um, she was going to be one of the two brilliant minds behind uh, New Gods. It was going to be her and Tom King mm-hmm. together writing that story until it got kiboshed. But that would have been outstanding if we had those two together. Anyways. Uh, Ava DuVernay is producing Naomi, so that's an amazing element yeah. there. And you know uh, what? We all make mistakes. You know, WB, they decided to pull the plug. We all, oh, wait, they've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, yeah, they've so, made quite a few mistakes. Yeah. Here's hoping they can change some things. Anyway, uh, Hawkeye premiering on Disney Plus November 24th, the night before Thanksgiving. What better way to prepare for Thanksgiving? Then with Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. I mean, come on. Something <laughs> else to be thankful for. Yeah, there you go. What a segue by Son of Mander, because that takes us right in to our main segment. Look at you. You know, he you dies know, off in the first act of the trilogy. And he's back here comes again. Back no problem. Strong. Comes back strong. <laughs> so been on the show a couple of years. It's about time I get one right. <laughs> he did it, boys. He did it. Anyway. This show, The Capeless Crusaders, has been around for over seven years now. And in those seven That's years... Crazy. Yes, yes it is. And in those seven years, we have covered a plethora of comic book stories and TV shows and movies and writers and artists and cons and many other things. Um, and yes, I said the word plethora. Those of you who've watched Three Amigos, it's a great word, I know. Uh, you say a plethora of balloons. Do you know what the plethora means? Do you know what the plethora um, is? <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought it'd be a good idea for us to discuss. Usually we have our episodes where we have all of our cast together and talk about Thanksgiving. Things get difficult nowadays being a bunch of parents trying to do a podcast. Uh, getting everyone together yeah. can be very difficult. So, what we're going to do is basically, Manderson and I, along with a uh, written mention from Amy, are going to be discussing the... Specific comic books that stick out to us. Comic books that, when we read them, they left a lasting impact on us. When we, when we discuss comics, they're the ones we bring up quite frequently. When we have a friend who is asking, what comic book should I be reading? We bring up 
all of these or one of them or two of them or what have you. So these would be the comics that we are thankful that we have read and have made us uh, even stronger comic book fans because mm. of these select uh, thankful readings. So uh, without further ado, Manderson, if you would like to kick off with your first comic that yep. uh, that has hit you in the feels. So my, my very first one, um, and it's the first series that I started buying um what's the word i'm looking for like consistently i i bought them as trades because i was a little behind but the uh the superman batman written by jeff Loeb, um mm. that was the first one and it uh it i love both those characters and i followed them but when they were put together in that way and the way that it was written their interactions with each other um and those first couple story arcs there's always them talking but there's thought their thoughts um being narrated throughout it and it's they're either like thinking the exact same thing Mm -hmm. but but from like a you can knowing them like a different perspective cynical or hopeful or whatever or the exact opposite thing Mm -hmm. about the situation and it's just fun to see that that interaction and how they work together um and play off of each other and just that that friendship that Clark and Bruce have and how it makes them better heroes and better men being together. Mm-hmm. Nice. Jeff Loeb's awesome. The the art um, I think like the first two trades I was not a big fan of the art, but they switch artists and it gets mm, nice. I think it's good. Yeah. The, so. the 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 continued uh, world's finest relationship that occurs in the yeah exactly in yeah. the DC universe yep and uh, any follow any series that followed that had the two together like <clears throat> it builds off of that that foundation and I I mean I love it and I I recommend that to people who like I've never read a comic but I know these people I'm like read this you'll love it nice. and then you'll be spending all your money on comics. <laughs> <laughs> uh one of the ones i remember i have actually the uh blu-ray for superman batman public enemies mm-hmm. when they're being hunted down by luther and uh and an array of beings uh, yeah villains and superheroes villains and heroes yeah. i like that series uh yep. funny enough jeff Loeb is on my list as well uh featuring <laughs> right featuring half of the characters you just mentioned uh it was one of the first comics, I want to say it's the first comic I purchased as a Capeless Crusader uh, cast member, cast member, like it's a TV show. Uh, and that is Batman The Long Halloween uh, Ooh, by Jeff Loeb and good, Tim Sale. Yes. Good choice. Um, I specifically bought it because I knew it was Christopher Nolan's inspiration for the Dark Knight trilogy, primarily Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. And the version I bought it was actually uh, the version that features a forward by both Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer. They both write oh, a forward cool. at the beginning of it. So I have that. And reading it, it's like I, you, you see the elements from Dark Knight that are in this comic, the way Batman's approached. Uh, it, it's, it's within like two years at the beginning of his career. So which was, you know, the movie Dark Knight was like six months later after Batman Begins. Um, it, it just, it had that, that mobster feel of it. It's, mm-hmm. it you, you got some of the rogues gallery popping in here and there, but the focus is the Falcone family, 
Carmen Falcone and Maroni and the war that's happening between these two mobs and a a murderer that is that is specifically using holidays the holiday killer uh in taking out certain members of this crime family all of it beginning on Halloween and so of course therefore the long Halloween itself it is a fantastic comic it is Batman at peak detective mm-hmm. um I'd put it you know up there with you know, Arkham Asylum comics um it's cinematic, which is great, which it was understandable why Christopher Nolan would have read this as a young man and thought this would be an amazing movie. Um, yeah. As someone who, you know, after watching the campiness of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, in my mind, you know, in high school, I had wanted a Batman movie that was more grounded in reality. I wanted a Batman film that focused more on the mob and not these, you know, fantastical can't be out, you know, unimaginable, way out there characters. I wanted something grounded, whereas Batman fighting realistic, where Batman was as grounded to reality as you could get with a comic book vigilante. Right. And reading The Long Halloween, this is a comic that would inspire that take. And that's what led to us to having one of the best comic book trilogies in the history of film. Um, so The Long Halloween is one that I always recommend. I always have it out here on the, on the, on the coffee table during Halloween uh, season, uh, because of it, I bought the the prequel, the the one that made Long Halloween possible, which was this one shot called Haunted Night, where mm-hmm. Tim, where Jeff Loeb and Tim Sell just wrote three one shots that took place in Halloween, uh, one with the Joker, one with um, Mad Hatter, and one with Scarecrow, which is funny because the whole Scarecrow line of Sorry, Dr. Crane isn't here right now, but if you leave a message, he'll get back to you. That whole portion of Batman Begins is from the Haunted Night comic. It's right there, word for word. So it's like, oh, look at that. That, something else Nolan saw that he put into his movies. And then I bought the sequel to Long Halloween, which was Dark Victory, which focuses Mm -hmm. on uh, Dick Grayson and the Tony Zuko story angle, which was also fantastic. But Long Halloween, my first purchase as a crusader and it is still one of my highest recommended and most thankful comics because it just it's a it's outstanding work yeah uh interestingly enough uh going to my number two is also a jeff loeb and tim sale oh, team just, up just, we're just gonna call this the jeff loeb tim sale uh oh, might as well yeah <laughs> we're um, thankful but, for jeff loeb no. <laughs> uh captain america white Nice, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's a short five issue. Uh, Strice is a zero issue, so it's six issues. Um, but it, I mean, Jeff Loeb tells the story that we we all know at this point of Captain America and how he came to be. But it doesn't really focus on Cap necessarily. It's Cap talking to Bucky after he's come out of the ice and mm-hmm. just relating like here all these adventures you see but the 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 narration bubbles that are all over the the different panels are steve talking to bucky who isn't there um to hear him because he thinks he's dead i mean we we know where he really is but um and it's that those two um all right marvel i think i've, I've mentioned this past because I, I talked about this maybe last time i was on or a couple times before mm-hmm. um but marvel's that they did uh daredevil 
uh, yellow, um, Spider-Man blue, and uh, there's one other one. I can't, oh, uh, Hulk gray, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a similar concept, and their whole the all those stories focus on the main hero and a love interest or a special relationship. And these in this one, they decided we didn't want to focus on a love interest. We wanted to focus on the most important relationship in Steve's life, and that was with Bucky. That friendship and that importance there, and it shines through. They're such good storytellers, and Tim Sale's art is is unique and you know it's him as soon as you see it um and i love cap who doesn't right um (laughs) and it's just such a good captain america story and it shows you like a a a beautiful camaraderie that those two have that people develop kind of in in war overall as well and it's just a, it's a good intro to Captain America if you like him and you've never read a comic about him. It's a good place to start because you get that like launching off point into other things. Nice, nice, good pick there. Good pick. Um, I'm going to mention one of Amy's right now. Not the and I know you and Amy share one, so we'll make that one mm-hmm. later on. But okay, before that, I will share um, one of hers, which you know if you've been listening to the show, you know she always brings this one up. Loves it to death. It is Laura, Laura Olympus. Okay. Laura Olympus is something that Amy lives and breathes. And if you want to hear more about it, she did an episode with Nerd On, the podcast, simply focusing on this comic alone where she joined the nerds. They read the story and she and the nerds go over the entire arc of this, of the episode. So if you want to hear more about that, go check out that episode, Nerd On, the podcast. Laurel Olympus featuring our very own Amy. And that is one of the comics that stands out that she is thankful for having read. Um, Going on to one of mine now. It's one that showed me that comic books can be scary, that they can be filled with horror. And as a horror film fan, I was impressed by that. This was one of our earliest episodes. This is from 2014. It was a Halloween episode. This is Witches. Written by Scott Snyder mm-hmm. and art by Jock. That's all the guy's name is. Um, basically, the synopsis: uh, there is this small town, uh, the town of Lynchfield, New Hampshire, is being haunted by these witches, and kids are being kidnapped. And um, basically, horror ensues. But what was so sticking out to me regarding the witches in this book was that they were not the pointy hat broom riding types. Mm -hmm. Uh, These witches were very, if I had to compare them to something, it was like the werewolf version of the xenomorphs from the alien franchise. This is what they seemed like. They made these clicking sounds. They were eerily hiding within the woods. And the way Jock's art looks, this was, by the way, done through Image Comics. It was not DC. It's an Image Comics story, and which gives Scott Snyder kind of that freedom to go as far as he wants when it comes to the horror aspect. Uh, but the way Jock did his art, it was this mixture of sketches with what looked like water paint spilled over it. So I made this almost 3D-ish effect, not enough to like where it would bug your eyes. It fit just fine, but it just, it was this, it was this water paint that was overlaid upon his sketches. 
And it kind of added to the, the eerie feel of the story with what Scott had already written. And this is one of those that, again, has been in the works for trying to be made into a series or a movie for quite a long time. Hasn't happened yet. Um, but this one stuck out to me. We read this on, in a Halloween episode, and I just, it opened my eyes because I never imagined that comic books could be scary at that time. I'm just used to, at that time, I was still fresh to the whole, they're just superhero stories, right? That's all there is, isn't there? Right? Wait, what? There's non-superhero comics? What's that about? And came this episode. Um, but it was so well done. It's so the, the eerie tone to it, the connection to the characters, the emotion behind it, and that freaky art by Jock just stood out to me. And I will recommend it to anyone who is willing to give a horror comic a chance. Um, again, it's Scott Snyder and Jock for Image Comics. It came out in it came out in October 2014. So that's when it kicked off. Um but it was uh it's fantastic and I, I I recommend getting it. The coloring was also done by Matt Hollingsworth. So Jock and Matt Hollingsworth together on that sketch versus water uh meets water paint collaboration. So which is spelled with a Y, W Y T C H E S. Right. Important distinction. You might yes. pick up the wrong book otherwise. Yeah. yeah, you might be getting that 90s movie that was remade recently with Anna Hathaway. Not that one. Not that. <laughs> Uh, so, man, right. back to you. What do you uh, think before? I, my last, uh, the last one I put down um, is an indie, but probably the first one I really got into was East of West. Um, and I'd heard people talk about it. I remember going into Empire's Comics Vault and, <laughs> and picking <laughs> picking up the first issue and staring at it like this is really different and i opened it up and read the first page it was like dang they got me and i think i bought the first two books that day and remember i said oh have you ever read it like, no i read the first page and i'm pretty much hooked it's like yeah yeah you are I was like okay <laughs> and I, I, I since then i bought all the trades and if if you think you're not into comics because you don't like the tights and the bright colors this this is a good place to start it's fantastic storytelling it's um like an an alternate uh like history in in america played out differently and what what would that look like type um future undefined future semi-apocalyptic type stuff but it, Mm -hmm. it follows the four uh horsemen of the apocalypse and the son of one of them, and I'm not going to say any more than that um, because it's, it's not really a spoiler. But if you pick it up, I want you to be surprised. Um, it's it's all wrapped up, 10 trades, um, and it's, it's an image. So the cool thing about image is if you're not sure, the first one is 10 bucks. So, you know, it's 10 bucks. That's two. That's a pumpkin spice latte and a pumpkin beer. That yeah, is just out. This is right. The season. Um, and you can go check it out. And then, you will read the first couple pages and think, dang, I got to buy nine more of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll be okay with it because there's, it's such, such good storytelling. Um, I, I found like unique, compelling art as well. Um, and they use the art in a, to tell the story 
in a really creative, compelling way in certain places. Not always, but certain places it 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 pushes the story more than like the the, the narration or dialogue does in it. So that's that is one I'm very thankful for. Um, I own them all, but I loaned them out, and the last two are missing. Ooh, so Mark, uh, if you're listening, Mark, I I need those back. Oh, hi, Mark. He, he moved to San Diego with them. Oh, so. Mark. It's <laughs> all right. I'll I'll get them back. We've oh, we've talked oh, recently about oh, it. So oh, we'll get them back. We're not <laughs> we're not to the point where we're sending people after him yet. But yet, yet. Tw- 2022. <laughs> uh, East of West, of course, in case you don't know, is from the brilliant mind of Jonathan Hickman mm. with the art by Nick Dragota, friend of the show, Nick Dragota, because our very own Curtis back in the day interviewed him at one of the cons we visited. So you can go back into our YouTubes uh, through Nerd On. You can see our own Curtis interviewing Nick Dragota. But yes, anything by Jonathan Hickman cool. is... Phenomenal work is amazing, and East of West is one of those that is it should always be considered in the in the top ten of recommended comics right now. It is a fantastic series. Uh, Ended in December of twenty nineteen. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought I'd throw out the rest of Amy's picks here. Uh, Now, some of these I haven't some of these I haven't read yet, so I can't really go deeper into them. But we do know, of course, Saga, which is Another top 10 recommendations you got to give out there. An ongoing series that uh, we always talk about how it would be extremely insane for anyone to try to adapt it into a series, but I would love to see someone try. Um, uh, Pretty Deadly, another one. Uh, Nice House on the Lake. And one that I believe you share with Amy, and this is Immortal Hulk. Yes, the Immortal Hulk. Yes. That... I feel like it was a, a Hulk story that went back to his roots uh, where he wasn't like the Avenger. Mm. He wasn't the hero. Um, and it was, it was, there were certain points and individual issues that were more horror like than they were superhero story like. Um, and it's such a, the art was fantastic. The storytelling was great. It was, I think I liked it so much. And I remember David also liking it a lot. And mm-hmm. when he and I talked about it, it was like, it, it feels like a, 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 a swamp thing. Nice type type take on it, but it wasn't swamp thing. It wasn't trying to be swamp thing, but mm-hmm. it had that kind of, that feel of exploring. What does it mean to be, to have this human side, but also this monster. And that was the struggle. That's the struggle with, with Swamp Thing. And that's the struggle with Hulk. And they don't, they don't cheapen either by doing what they did. They, they just bring the Hulk more to life and make him a more compelling character. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That was written by Al Ewing and drawn by Joe Bennett, uh, started in 2018 and still continues today. Um, that is one that I know between you Amy and David Barry, you you three have thoroughly enjoyed that comic, so I can totally. And it does have the very first comic does have that horror movie aspect where it shows Bruce Banner as Hulk coming out of the ground and reaching yeah. out to you like he's Frankenstein. So that, that that is that's a great that's a great looking comic actually. Yeah, nice. 
Uh, very good pick. Uh, on to my last one uh, for the night. And I need to make sure as I look at my battery on my laptop, make sure I plug in my charger. <laughs> that would have been bad. My last recommendation is the... Okay, thank you for joining us. Because that's what that's what our music sounds like. Whatever, Steve's. That's our Crusader music. My final pick, and again, there's so many that I love and enjoy. I couldn't just you know put. We couldn't do an episode like thirty. That's just insane. Wanted to nail down to three for me. Of course, Amy broke that rule with her five. Whatever, Amy. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go back again to, to the old days of the capeless crusader, capeless crusaders. Am I feeling nostalgic? It seems so. It seems like I am. Um, that's what, that's what the whole episode's about. Exactly. You're right. This one way out there from boom studios. This was six gun gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. I think those of you who haven't heard our old yeah. episodes, that's a comic we read, uh, from boom studios, six gun gorilla. Uh, written by Simon Spurrier and art by Jeff Stokely. I'm going to read the synopsis for you, and then I'll explain to you why it's on here. The synopsis is this. Welcome to the Blister, a bizarre otherworld colonized by humans sometime in the 22nd century, which quickly became a hotly contested source of fertile land and natural resources long ago exhausted on Earth. In this new frontier, a rogue gunslinger and his companion wander across a wilderness in the grips of a civil war, encountering lawlessness, natives, and perversions of civilization in a world at the crossroads between the past and the future. The fact that said gunslinger is a biosurgically modified silverback gorilla toting a pair of enormous revolvers is neither here nor there. That's your synopsis <laughs> for a six-gun gorilla, and the reason I have it on here is because it was so out there. It was such uh, 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 the imagination behind uh, Spurrier and Stokely, the, the, the gentleman who who wrote this story. And to, again, this is during that time when all I knew were superheroes and that's it. So to get this story and to be, and to give the, the face uh, that I gave David Barry and, uh, and uh, the, uh, the rest of the class, the rest of our crew at the time was, what are we reading? What is this? Are you serious? <laughs> It's it's called Six Gun Gorilla. Okay, okay, okay. It's Six Gun Gorilla, but I was surprised at how much I thoroughly enjoyed this comic. It, it is a it is an apocalyptic. It's an apocalyptic world, but it's on a different planet. It's not Earth. It's a different planet, and even there, humanity found a way to screw things up. So it, it stayed true to that, and it's it, it just it was funny. It was dramatic. It was action packed. The gorilla. Is a badass. Um, we we make our gorilla voices how we imagine this character sounding. It's like a six gun gorilla, just just a, a really gruff cowboy Southern accent on this guy, who's a, again a silverback gorilla. He literally is. He has his two big revolvers. He wears a poncho, and he does have a gun belt that he puts these guns into. So just picture the six gun gorilla. That's what you're seeing. And he's just the the Clint Eastwood of this story as he goes through this civil war happening on this planet. And it was just so outrageous. And I loved how outrageous it was. And it just, it's, 
I, I love it. I love. I'm always going to bring this up to people if they really want something that's far out there, not as uh, not as insanely in depth as say Saga or you know, or East of West, but it was a nice short burst of of out there creativity, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, one of our earlier episodes, Six Gun Gorilla by Simon Spurrier and Jeff Stokely from Boom Studios. It's 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 too crazy not to enjoy it. That's the way I'll tell you. Yeah, that that synopsis. You're like, okay, I can get on board. Sorry, you said what about a gorilla? Yeah, the last and the like, fact just, is they said, toss it in at the end. Yeah, said gunslinger is a biosurgically modified silverback gorilla toting a pair of enormous revolvers. Is neither here nor there. <laughs> you're like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Gorilla, what? I'm I'm very in. I'm very in right now. I I want to read this Clint Eastwood gorilla. I really do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Six Gun Gorilla. You, you can't say the name without laughing. Six Gun Gorilla. Um, imagine seeing the title card for that trailer when that when that series comes out. <laughs> Six Gun Gorilla on, on on FX. FX. That'd be the one to do it. Um. Anyways, that brings us to the end of the stories and comics that we, the Capeless Crusaders, are thankful for. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We hope that maybe you'll replay it at the Thanksgiving dinner table. That's yeah. right. That's right. Be at the table with your family. Uh, mute the football game or or the or the dog show, whichever one you're watching on Thanksgiving. Or the you know if you're having it early, mute the parade. Um, and put this on as you enjoy your delicious turkey and um, stuffing and green yeah. bean casserole. And, uh, and if, if you need a segue when you're going around saying what you're thankful for, just like, I'm thankful for this. And then you hit play. Mm-hmm. You're thankful back. for us, the Capeless Crusaders, right. telling you yeah. what comics are th- you should be thankful for. Yeah. Um, or because, you know what? Because, because we're thankful for you, our listener. There it is. And for the listener's family who has been forced to listen to this episode, we thank you. And we hope that you will now at least check out some comics because it'll give you more thanks to be thankful for there it is and you know what after you've heard this episode feel free to hit us up on social media with the comic books mm-hmm. and graphic novels that you are thankful for um let us know which ones stuck with you why you loved them tweet it facebook again you can catch us on all of them on twitter we are the capeless ones on instagram the capeless crusaders and on facebook the capeless crusaders uh hit us up on either one of those three let us know what comics you are thankful for And as always, when you are done listening to this episode at the dinner table on Thanksgiving, please remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review regarding how much you enjoyed this episode and our entire podcast. If you don't like this show or this episode, you know what? That's just not very Thanksgiving of you. And I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's it's not the time to be like that. Okay? Yeah, we're about to head in the holiday season. It's a time for... Mm -hmm love and, and camaraderie and companionship and not not hating things so yeah. just if you have one that, star reviews if you have that attitude while listening to us i hope the green bean casserole burns your tongue okay <laughs> and if you don't like green bean casserole i hope that's all there is at that table okay and that's what you have to eat along with very bad beer yeah how's, how's that mm-hmm. for you huh how's that for yeah. you yeah I'll play that course, game. light at the dinner table. Oh, yeah, wait. there you go. There's a, have a Bud Light seltzer there, why don't you? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> go ahead. That's the you, worst. You, you, yeah. 
quality <laughs> taste you got going. Uh, those of you who like Bud Light Seltzer, sorry. Uh, <laughs> they'll never sponsor we're, the podcast. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah, we're still thankful for you, but... Mm, not your taste in beverages. Yeah. No, not at mm. all. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, as always, uh, thank you again for... Thank you for listening to us, for being the faithful capeless crew, and for joining us throughout all these years. Um, we um, are thankful to have each other, thankful to have this podcast, thankful for the Nerdon Nation, uh, powered by Patreon. Um, thankful for all of that. Uh, on behalf of our missing crew, uh, David Barry and Amy, I am the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, joined by... This is the son of Mander, a.k.a. Manderson. There's so many monikers. So many monikers. We, as a crew, thank you for listening. We wish you an extremely happy Thanksgiving. And we'll be back when it's time for the holiday season. We'll have our jingle bells ready. We'll have our sleigh ready. Um, we'll start, you know, we'll we'll be talking to the elves and about uh, uh, getting things ready for you because... Um, you know, it'll probably be like Cyber Monday when the episode comes out. So, you know, we'll be primed and ready for the holiday season. It's beginning <laughs> to look a lot. Like there it Christmas. is. <laughs> anyway. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Anyway, we are the Capeless Crusaders wishing you a happy Thanksgiving and good night. Good night. <laughs>